Welcome to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Our topic, litter and cleanup, how you can do your part. Our guests are Kristen Hopkins, natural resource manager for City Parks and Rec, and Angela Jackson, executive director of community services. Thanks to both of you for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Let's start with both of you explaining what you do for the city of Murfreesboro. Um, I am the natural resource manager for parks. Uh, essentially, our team is responsible for managing habitat in our parks and natural areas. And of course, that includes uh, keeping pollution out of it as much as we can. Um, but it's mostly about um, making sure that the ecosystem services that we enjoy as people are uh, healthy and resilient. All right, Angela. I, uh, my title is Executive Director for Community Services, and that is Parks and Recreation, Golf, City TV, and Strategic Partnerships. I've worked with the city for 21 years and spent part of my time as um, Program Coordinator for Greenways and Wetlands. So talking trash, as we're doing today, has um, been a part of things for a while. And we probably should add to that that your past experience, even before coming to Murfreesboro, was in natural environments, the park system. So you, you're kind of an advocate of of this kind of thing to begin with. Sure, I think environmental education is very important. Um, resource management, um, protection, conservation are, um, are key and, and can take place at many levels. Local government is one of them, uh, individual citizens are another. And there are a lot of people who are out there that are strong advocates, environmentalists, people who appreciate the need for keeping our ecosystem strong why is litter and pollution, this kind of thing, such a problem? Well, um, it's everywhere, you know. It's, it's a big problem in, in all communities, really, not just ours. Uh, at the surface level, it looks terrible. You know, it looks, it looks like maybe we don't care, and that's just not the case. Um, at, at, at a deeper level, it comments on kind of our waste culture. So, you know, the, the problem, it, it, it's, the big problem is how it affects public health, how it affects the environment, um, and how it affects our community. Um, that was pretty One broad, of the things that people are concerned about now, and they weren't for <laughs> maybe decades, was plastic. Because now more and more we're seeing plastics everywhere. And that's not something that people like. You know? that, that they know it's out there, and then there's some discussion about it being you know, in the water, in our bodies. Uh, so how do we clean that up? <laughs> That's a big one, isn't it? That, that is a big one. And I'm glad you mentioned that because um, I was going to talk about how, you know, microplastics and those little plastic polymers, as they break down, they are ending up in our water cycle. And there are studies proving that. Um, so we are consuming microplastics. And because plastic does not occur in nature naturally, the environment doesn't know what to do with it, and neither do our bodies. So that's a big problem. So Angela, this may seem like something where people go, well, what, what can I do? It's almost like when, when people are voting, like, does one vote really count? But this whole notion of if everybody did their part to clean up the environment, I mean, it would make some difference, right? It, it would certainly help, and it, it is. It's hard to talk about just littering when there are such bigger problems, when we have concerns about recycling and landfills and, um, and waste at very broad um, sweeping measures across, um, uh, you know, at, at 
places that are far bigger than your household. So why does this piece matter? Or oversimplifying where if you think you're putting it in a little blue container that it will be recycled in a way that does not impact the earth, um, what that looks like for us. Um, so it's hard to just talk about, I see trash and, and, and there it is on the greenway or there it is in the water. And you assume that some, someone threw it there you know, that they actively littered. And in many cases, that's not the case. They, they weren't specifically saying, I'm going to throw this out my car window or take it from my hand and put it here. It's, it's obviously moving a lot. So is this what we understand as being like unintentional? Absolutely. If you, um, if you see a trash can and you have trash in your hand and the trash can is full, so you rest it carefully up on top and just kind of balance it there, and then the wind blows it out of the trash can that doesn't have a lid um, down the road into the storm drain, into the river, um, did you actively throw that piece of garbage into um, Murphy Spring Wetlands where when you're at Discovery Center and you're walking on the boardwalk, did that piece of garbage that's floating there get physically right there at that point placed there. No, but um, someone needs to be more intentional four steps before that. So the, the litter, a lot of it is on the roadways or drops off of a truck, but it ends up in the waterways. What do we know about the processes of litter and pollution? Uh, you mean how it moves in the environment? Yes. Um, yeah, it, it is, as Angela demonstrated, you know, there are environmental factors that come into play, you know, wind, rain, storm events. But also, you know, if you open your car door, something falls out of it and you don't, you're not aware of it, it, it moves the next rain event, it moves into your, down your driveway, into your storm ditch, down the creek and into the Stones River. You know, it, like, like Angela mentioned, um, it, it does, it's not always just throwing it there in the water, but it does eventually make its way there. Yeah. So what should we do about it? What can we do? Um, well, you know, secure your trash um, in trash bags. Be aware that if you're throwing a bottle in the back of the truck, it's gonna fall out, it's gonna blow out, you know. Um, use public trash cans, they are there and they're available. Um, try to, not use as many single-use items. Um, you know, it's it's tough. It, it is a big problem, so it's tough to say. And you don't think about it, how one act like that can, can really impact. But I saw this thing the other day that said, it was a picture of a person like dropping a straw or something. And the line was, oh, it's just one straw, said eight billion people, you know? Um, and that really hit home to me that we've got this individual mentality of well, what I do doesn't really affect it, but when billions of people have that same mentality, it it adds up, you know. So is a straw a single-use item? Yes, I would say. What yeah. are single-use items? Um, any sort of packaging product that you use just one time, like um, uh, Coke cans or beer cans or bottles, Coke bottles, uh, fast food packaging. I don't mean to pick on specific industries. Um, cigarette butts. Um, the little plastic things that, you know, when you, I forget what they're, swishers or something, they've got those plastic things. We see a lot of those. Um, um, so, and then just like wrapper packaging, like if you get some donuts or something and it's just the packaging around those donuts. And so those kinds of things. At the Parks Department, Angela, there are people who work to clean a lot of this up. I mean, we actually pay, the city pays people 
to do cleanup. So there was a cost that a lot of people just said, well, someone else is doing that, but but the taxpayers pay for that. Absolutely, and with the street department um, on Murfreesboro City Streets, uh, that team does a lot of work as well. I think um, there is a cost. We offset that um, somewhat through our volunteer programs, and I want to kind of tie that back to your first question of what can we do. There's an awareness piece to that, and one way to really learn more is to come join Kristen's team for an afternoon, and um, and you really do get a different perspective when you're um, physically participating in a cleanup, getting out there. Uh, it can be fun. You know, you're out there in the Stones River, Lytle Creek, working along the trail system, um, making it look better. It feels good, but it also teaches you, and then you're paying attention to those those items that Kristen was talking about. Um, when you're the one pulling them out of the stream, you might think about your own consumption just a little bit more as well. So, Kristen, how do citizens participate in something like that? We uh, have volunteer sign-up page on our website, uh, MurfreesboroParks.com. You can click on or search for Outdoor Murfreesboro, and there will be a volunteer with us page there that will take you to our sign-up page. We have things going every month, um, even through winter, and um, we try to do at least one on a Saturday for our weekend people. Um, and then we do have Guardians of the Greenway, uh, which is uh, bi-weekly, sometimes weekly. Probably slow down around the holidays a little bit, but we'll we'll have them up and going still. So we have um, we have opportunities all the time. So. You mentioned in the beginning about uh, habitat. And ecosystems. What are the consequences of pollution to that people may not be aware of? I mean, they see the habitat, but they don't know what the impact is of pollution on them. Um, you can really see that in with our wildlife. Um, there are countless images, and and I don't want to get too graphic, but there are countless images of of the negative impact of that on animals. You see images of of birds dying with you know, insides full of plastics, and um, and then you hear about dolphins eating plastic bags in the ocean, and and um, and then it just kind of it disrupts the natural cycles because, as I mentioned before, these are things that don't naturally occur in the environment, and so the environment doesn't know what to do with it, um, and so really you see the biggest impact in water quality and uh, how it really is detrimental to wildlife and there's a lot of death and uh, involved in that so if you're visiting the wetlands murphy spring and you see pollution does that mean that it, that someone walked right by there and threw something in or is it coming from another source murphy spring that particular spot that is generally coming from a different source there are six stormwater drains that flow into murphy springs um, and then there's other other activity on the other side um, just from the road and uh, a lot of that is coming it's just a very urban area you know and so there's a lot of business activity individual activity um, that contributes to that you know whether it's a, a dumpster that's blown open or or even car washes and and that the things that that are in that car wash that comes down into the water um, those things are generally usually flowing uh, down into Murphy Springs from stormwater. And most people probably don't realize that unless they're very right. conscientious about it. That's that's true, yeah. We've, I've heard that from a couple of our volunteers 
who, uh, before they really started working with us, they thought that that was the case, that people were just there and just throwing stuff in there. And then when they, as Angela mentioned, that when they started working with us, they, they gained a better understanding of how it actually works and how it flows through the environment and to that spot. So it's natural to assume that on these cleanups, you've been a part, you've been there doing some of the work. Um, I don't know so. if you have, Angela, but I'd like to know from both of you, what, what's that like? Like if I go, what, what would I be doing? You will be picking up trash. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty simple. Huh? Just any trash you see, Pretty pick it simple. up. Pretty simple. Pick it up, yeah. Um, you know, we have we have volunteers who will lead, and then our staff will lead sometimes, depending, you know, uh, on the date and availability. But generally speaking, you will come, um, and depends on depending on the environment, uh, whether it's like a shoreline pickup or if we're actually going to get into the wetlands. Uh, you know, we can provide uh, waders and things to get out in there. Um, and we have pickers and, and buckets and trash bags and all that thing. And then we will take it uh, to the to the dumpster when we're done. As we wrap it up, is there anything else that you wanted to add about pollution, litter, cleanup, things that people can do to, uh, to improve this situation? Just, uh, you know, try to get involved with us and have a better understanding of, of litter and why it, why it is. And maybe just rethink how how we use things and and that's kind of difficult at the individual le level but you know as a society in general how we how we kind of are a little wasteful if you don't mind me saying so um and that that really needs to change and angela uh, we're currently in the middle of a campaign statewide i guess nobody trashes tennessee it's uh, the mayor and the city is supporting the state of Tennessee in that campaign, they they did this last November and they're doing it again this November, is essentially just to raise awareness or consciousness about this issue. Absolutely. I think uh, the Nobody Trashes Tennessee campaign uh, that the state's put out, they put a lot of resources into that and, and it's a it's not a problem that is specific to Murfreesboro. It, it is a problem that is, um, is statewide, is nationwide is of course worldwide and um, it's something that needs to be on people's mind and and something to to start to challenge um, among ourselves at, at every level of what that looks like um, when coming to participate in one of those programs and we can provide that information on how to find it um, murfreesboroparks.com and is always being updated to the next um, planned event to come out and work with Kristen and her team. Um, or there are sometimes groups, scout groups, um, civic groups that can come, and we can customize that site and the um, level of adventure um, to the age and desire of that group as well uh, to really um, go into some of the harder places along the Greenway or some of the places that are more appropriate for young children to put on their gloves and kind of experience what that um, service learning um, civic engagement piece can look like uh, for for all ages and um, it, it helps kind of frame how you can see Murfreesboro, how you can see our parks and our natural spaces and look for the beauty there and look for ways that we can be protecting each of those sites. All right, Angela Jackson and Christina Hopkins for today. Thank you for being with us. And uh, we look forward to improvement in this area and we appreciate all that you do to try to get people involved in helping the environment in Murfreesboro. Thank you, Mike. Thanks. We should say that uh, we urge you to get involved in the Nobody Trashes Tennessee campaign by visiting nobodytrashestennessee.com and join the movement. 
for more information or to get involved in the volunteering uh, that they have discussed, visit the Outdoor Murfreesboro Natural Resources Volunteer page at uh, murfreesboroparks.com. This podcast is originated from the City Hall area. Thanks for listening via Podbeam, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music Audible, and now Google Podcasts. You can also watch The Insider right here on YouTube. For more information on the city of Murfreesboro, visit www.murfreesboro.tn.gov. You've been listening to The Insider. This is the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning, and thanks a lot for joining us.